Hello and welcome to a very special sleep episode of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, the No Judgment Parenting Podcast with me, Jarlith Regan, and... Me, Tina Regan. Tina Regan, my wife, who introduced me to the amazing Kira Taylor, our guest today. Yeah, well, Tina, we... Tina, go- tell us what Kira does, or who she is, well, and how you came into contact Kira with Kira Taylor is an incredible lady from... Um, she Her website's called Taylor May Babies, and she's a sleep expert who goes around changing people's lives, as far as I'm concerned. She was recommended highly from one of my best friends, Lucy Kilbride, Lucy Ebbs, who she had come around and help her. And, um, like, this woman just talks so much sense. She's seen it all. She's Half her life has been devoted to working with children and So she babies. was a midwife prior to this? Midwife prior to this for I think up to 15 years and then decided, you know, I'm really good at this. I'm going to go and give this a chance. And oh. she also had 10 siblings. <laughs> she did have 10 siblings <laughs> yeah. and four of her own children. So she's been yeah. through it all. Four very different individual girls now, and she's seen it all. As I say in this episode, if you've any doubt over, oh, sleep expert, I'll be the judge of that. Just go to tailormadebabies.ie and read the testimonials from the people who thought they were beyond help. Yeah. That their situation was just never going to change. Their child is going to sleep in their bed until they were an adult or that they were <laughs> never going to get any more sleep. The child gets up at five. That's how the day until works. Until they were an adult. Until they were an adult. <laughs> but She's fixed them all. I just really love her approach because what is her approach she empathizes she's realistic she's like this isn't going to happen overnight it's not going to happen in a week yeah. this is a journey we're going to start together yeah. and incremental then she, slow gains she gives herself over to that journey she's there for that mom and dad every step of the way that's and unbelievable has to be said she is ultra ultrasound yeah so let's not hang around any longer let's bring her right on it's Kira Taylor from tailormadebabies.ie what a pleasure it is to have only our second ever guest on Honey, You're Rooney, Our Kid. And what a guest it is. Kira Taylor from <laughs> Taylor Made Babies. It is fantastic to have you here. Your first ever podcast. First podcast, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for making it ours. Uh, we have heard so many glowing reviews. Yeah. You were, of course, recommended to us by a trusted listener who said you changed her life. Yeah. How does it feel to do something like you do? where people are really at their lowest ebb and they think, no, no, there is no fixing this. It can't be fixed. And yeah. then go ahead and you do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, some definitely do take a little bit longer than others, but 100%, like we always try and get there at the end. I've been doing this now two years. So I know what can work and, you know, how based on what the people come to me with, I can kind of judge how long this is going to take. Right. You know, okay. it depends on a, a number of factors. But it feels great when we get there in the end, you know, obviously people, I, I was there myself. So I completely empathize with these people when they come to me and I understand how hard it is, you know, in the middle of the night, been up, woken up and then still having to get on with your day, whether you're working or getting up with ch- uh, other kids. So it is, it's tough, but um, I love being able to help. It's, and I bet, really I bet it's that empathy that you have for these moms and dads that makes them just... That is relaxing in itself. You completely come to them with the understanding. I've lived this too, yeah. but we can get through this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazing. Yeah, and, and and that's the lovely side of it, like being able to talk to people and just go through everything that the problems that they're having and yeah. kind of force it out bit by bit and get there in the end. 
I would have loved to have known you back in the day. <laughs> and just the idea that someone like you is out there doing this makes me feel so happy because you're so needed. This is so essential. Mm. Oh, so many parents need this in their life. So ah, yeah. yeah. Your website, taylormadebabies.ie, yeah. is where people need to go if they want to reach you. Uh, yeah. with your situation. I'd imagine you're very booked, but I see a big square in the top right corner that says free consultation. Well, where does a journey begin with you when somebody comes? Because I understand you don't meet them face to face. No, I don't. No, I do it all over the phone. So I also have my Instagram account. So I always uh, every week do weekly kind of tips and help on certain areas. Like obviously it's not for every single person, like a person might be asking questions or I might post something on the four month regression, but someone would love to know questions about it. They have a two year old. But um, I, oh, in the Insta- on my Instagram page, I have a lot of um, all, all the various different age groups and tips and tricks and things what you can do to help your baby sleep better and more independently at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I normally do is people would send me email or a DM on Instagram. They'll give me a brief outline what's going on and then I can decide what kind of uh, way to go. I do kind of three different packages. One would be on the three to six month age group. Like, yeah. so that's sleep shaping routines and sleep shaping because you wouldn't sleep train a baby under this age. And, and generally I find it better to wait till they're closer to seven months before you're implementing any kind of sleep training techniques and things like that. So I go through routines and obviously babies at this age still require feeds at night and they'll still wake at night. So I kind of go through everything and what to expect. Now that's important for people to know what to expect yeah. going forward yeah. as well. And I also like if they came to me and they have a four month old, I'd all, always um, include next step, the routine for the next step, how to transition down to two naps, let's say at eight months approximately, and have that ready for them. And maybe a call at the time as well, if they needed me. Another thing, I would do a routine as well. If someone came to me and they just have issues with their naps, let's say in the day, but their baby's sleeping all night and that baby is under 12 months, let's say I would just kind of do routines for that. But majority of people, when they're coming to me, say 12 months plus, would all already have some kind of sleep association. Now, obviously, there is so many sleep associations. Yes. I think I've worked with them all. Pretty sure I've worked with them all now at this stage. And the main ones are obviously feeding to sleep, the breast or the bottle, yeah. rocking or co-sleeping. They're the three biggest ones, I'd say. Yes. I do. Okay. okay. And that's what we're seeing a lot too. And I was just thinking there as you were talking that does it surprise you how much actually these parents need to be walked through things so much? Like, does that ever surprise you that people really don't know what they're doing sometimes when the, with the baby and they need to be told so the plan yeah. so much. How would you know? I know, but it, it yeah, must right. be surprising though when you're so, like you've been a midwife, you've been around babies for like, what is it, half of your life? You must. I'm one of 10. I'm one of 10. I'm third one, eldest of 10. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I mean, well, does, for years, for years I was bring, helping bringing up babies, changing yeah. nappies, helping my mom. I loved that side of things. So I was always going down something in the baby route. That's, yeah. I, I knew that. I I, I started out as a nurse and um, then I just I, once I did my obstetrics placement, I just knew midwifery was the, the, the one yeah. for me. So I did that for 15 years and then I brought this in because, you know, the night duty and weekends, yeah. Christmases when you have kids, it can be tough as you get older as well. Like, you know, so um, I brought this in <laughs> myself and decided that this was the route I wanted to take. But like that, um, been a midwife, I thought when I had my first, sure, I'll know it all. I'll be fine. I didn't. You know, you're handed a baby. You're told feed at three, four early and away you go. No, 
there's a lot to know. You know, I didn't know these things when I had my first baby about sleep regressions or, you know, white windows. I had no clue about these things, but I did work them out myself and I loved routine. So it was something I just loved, you know, read on. In the same way as men don't pool the information around how to be a good husband and father. (laughs) I don't understand why men are so reluctant to talk to each other about, do you know what you really need to do? There's a there's a reluctance to pull this information. I get a lot of dads actually DMing me on Instagram um, yeah. about help help um, for their their babies and sleep, and I think it's brilliant. And I also get a lot of uh, dads joining in on the our consultations, and I think it's amazing. brilliant. That's amazing. And you know what, Kira, we said this before. A lot of our questions we get are from dads, are from dads which and is I love great. it. It's yeah. it's a like there's a sign. new movement of really yeah. involved daddies, and I love it. It's so yeah. great. Uh, um, and with that. Uh, hopefully now we can have you answer a few of these questions that we've received where we were like, we need to call in the expert. That's why Kira Taylor (laughs) is here. So let's get to it. Right. Well, this is a general kind of, a few people have emailed in with this similar, similar question. And basically it's how can you help me stop my children coming into the bed and co-sleeping at night. We put them back in their bed, but they still come in. And now I think I'm taking the easy option as they fall asleep quicker in my bed. That's a very general. We get that question a lot. All the time. All the time. This co-sleeping. And th- these children are both under the age of four. Perfect. Yeah. And I this is I work right up to six years of age and I've had a lot of um, older children. Actually, people think it's it's too late. I, how am I going to sort this out? They're three, four years of age and this is the only way that they've known how to fall asleep I don't think I'll be able to change this but you can obviously there's a lot of factors that come into play here like how long it's been going on temperament of the child things like that so we work on I I start with getting a good background on the child and how long this is going on and other issues and but basically say with that child maybe have they been starting out in the bed um before and then been transferred back to their own bed yes um, and then coming back in in the night because they're waking up in a different location you know so So these are big factors in it so good sorry I'm so just... I'd always encourage someone like this, to, it doesn't matter whether they're three, four, five or six, to start in the room at night where they're going to sleep, where you want them to sleep. You know, right. so if they're going to sleep in the parents' bed and they're waking up in the middle of the night and the parents not there and they're in a different location, they're yes. confused and they want. So that's I mean, number one. It's so simple, isn't it? You say that it's and just, it's like that makes such like sense, it's, of it's course. It's face palmingly simple yeah. to start where you want them to sleep. And also the child will trust their own bed more if they feel you trust their bed more, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if okay. it's been ongoing, say, for a long time and say they have started out in their own bed and um, but always end up with, in the parents' bed to make changes. You know, as I said before, it, a temperament makes a huge difference. Other things that are going on, obviously, three, four five o'clock in the morning, you're exhausted. I know what it's like. I, I lived that. My four kids, when I had my fourth, was under... Um, my eldest was six and I had to get up with four kids under six and, and my eight month old was waking hourly at night. And <laughs> I just turned on doing what I was doing because I knew, oh, I'll, I'll just feed her and she'll she'll go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to get the same result. Another thing yeah. I get a lot of people say, oh, I tried this, it didn't work. I tried this, it didn't work. But sometimes people are trying things and they're only doing it once or twice and, they're, and it, yes. 
you know, it, it became very difficult on the second or third night. So they give up. You know, things do you, don't happen overnight. How do you convince them to be consistent? Because I find that very tough too. That is the hardest part of when I'm getting in touch with parents is trying to explain to them, you actually have to be the one to be consistent, not the child. Like we need you on board here. We need you to do like this is the intervention. Now oh. you have to carry it out. How do you convince these really tired people to do it? I find that amazing. <laughs> Um, I'm not convincing them. I think they've already come to me and they okay. know this actually. You know, first of right. all, I would find out what exactly it is that they want and are both parents on board. That makes a yeah. big difference. Both okay. parents need to be on board here because you don't want to confuse a child either. So if yeah. a, a dad is doing one thing and a mom is doing something different, you know, that that will make it harder. So both parents need to be on board and make that commitment from the very start. Otherwise, it's not going to work or it's going to take longer. So I'd really start there and find out, like I've had loads of experience of this with, with um, say, it doesn't really matter how old the, ba- the child or the toddler is, yeah. but it, when a dad, say, is doing one thing and saying, oh, I'll just lie in the bed beside them, it'll be fine. Yeah. And one really wants them to just stay in their bed independently all night. It's not going to work if you're confusing them and saying it, it's okay for one to stay in the bed and the, the other parents not to you know yes. yeah I totally, totally I would really start with say a toddler who has a good understanding say three two even two and a half year olds three three year olds really talking to them about it prior to making the change yeah having a good chat with them um, and I'd always say do that in the day don't be doing this at night time and just making a sudden change at night and saying right you're you're, you're going into your bed and you're staying in your bed for yeah, the night absolutely. have a chat really and a little brilliant. build up a little build up like they need to be part of this as well yeah. uh, a little yeah. bit of motivation as well like so I'd always encourage like things uh, like reward systems really yeah. help with this age group like two and a half you could really implement things like that from two and a half yeah reward systems uh, I find the fairy door is a really good one to use the fairy it, the sleep fairy leaves a treat or whatever the parent wants as the reward for them achieving what they did at oh, the night whether they stay adorable. in the bed oh my god that's yeah. the cutest thing I've ever heard <laughs> that works really really well I would always say not to you put that fairy door upstairs or in the bedroom like put mm. it downstairs in the kitchen so when they come down in the morning that they've stayed in the bed say till after six and um, that the, the the fairy has left this little treat now I, I did once with a, a three-year-old and I thought it was a great idea the mum had bought little cars for, for their toddler and then at the end of the sleep training, when he was staying in the bed consistently, she bought a, a car garage for all the cars. Oh, I thought it was wow. really nice. Yeah, I oh, thought it was really nice. That idea. is good. I mean, you mentioned just, stay stay in bed until six. There are going to be people listening to this going, uh, how in the name of God <laughs> is that ever going to happen? And Tina yeah. raised it already there with this question. And I, I do want to just jump in with this because as much as you you say, well, people are on board, they've come to me, they both want the same thing. You check that both parents are on the same page, they share the same drive to get this done. There can be a certain amount of baggage from your own childhood, can there not? That a parent can feel real reluctance around getting clear with their kid because they yeah. view it in the same category as being abusive to their kid or un- maybe unfair unfair or unkind to them that like yeah. look we've all been there when a kid 
puts on those, mm. you know, puss and boots, cat's eyes where they're <laughs> they're tearing up. <laughs> I'll just go, have whatever you want. <laughs> I love you yeah, so much. Yeah. Well, yeah, I but what I always wish I could tell some of the parents I've worked with whose kids have been in my class is the circle times where they laugh about what they did to their parents during the night, you know. The, the next new, day with you. Yeah, the, like like Kira says, these little two, three, four-year-olds, they're so capable. <laughs> and then they're in my group during the day laughing about how many times they got <laughs> mom and dad out of bed. No. And I, I can't tell those parents. They're too tired, but that's right, how capable they are. If they're well, aware... With the other, I've had this before where they've said that they're in, in granny or granda's house or a childminder's house and they'll sleep the, no problem. They'll sleep all night. Yeah. But they won't do that for me. Why do they not do that? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, I get that a lot as well. So they are capable of it. It's just been consistent. I can't stress the point enough. Yeah. Obviously, there's various different things and um, say, that will determine the pattern over the course of time if a parent is always given in. Um, like, first of all, I want to point out, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with co-sleeping. And if a parent is happy with doing that, that is absolutely fine. And I did co-sleep with my own children. But where it's not working anymore, yeah. that's where it becomes the negative sleep association. I'd be very mindful you know, about that. It, there's nothing wrong with it. But that said, like that, parents are getting up for work and they've been disrupted all night and they just want their child, no matter yeah. what age, just to sleep in their bed or the cot for the night. But it's just been consistent. Like there's a couple of things, that, as I said, the temperament of the child makes a massive difference. Yeah. I have four very different children. My fourth was the the toughest out of the lot, but I did, I suppose, give in an awful lot to her because I was so busy with the other girls. And um, and that makes a big difference. Like there's a couple of things that, as I said, will determine the pattern over the course of time. So say, for example, you, you're you're bringing the child up to the room and they want mommy and daddy to stay in the bed with them. Um, and that's yeah. uh, the parent says no all of a sudden. So they're triggered by this and they just get and then they get frustrated and upset. OK, yeah. so that's their emotion. Yeah. And then the behavior is that they're going to cry and they're throwing things out of the bed or the cot, their toys, their soothers, whatever it is. And then it becomes all very, you know, stressful. And yeah. then the parent will give in. And, and I did this myself plenty of times. I'm no angel here. You give in. You say, oh, it's just easier. I'll just lie with them. OK, yeah. and then it's a pattern. And it's a pattern comes, and that is and then it becomes the same thing over and over and over and over again yeah but there's ways of changing that you yeah. know there is definitely oh so i better. believe in that completely i think you know we can break any pattern in you can, four days consistent behavior yeah i think sometimes i would say and depends on the temperament obviously if the child's like it can take longer i wouldn't say yeah. four days if i was to do this in four days i would be a miracle worker oh yeah no but, i i don't mean in terms of the sleep and i know that's a way bigger deal than, take, oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah you've definitely broken the back on it and i yeah. say that to people you know if you're, you're really really consistent at the start but definitely sometimes the slower the better especially with the older ones because or if this is the only way they've ever known for years how yeah. to fall asleep and back to sleep in the night with a parent in the bed with them you know so you want to kind of really talk to them so this is where you change the pattern by talking to them you know when they're acting up crying getting upset one mommy and daddy to stay in the bed you know giving them giving them the emotional support you know but holding your boundaries is all okay. I can say there. You know, this is what you want. You're starting with, say, as I said, that reward system is brilliant. It's a really good idea. Make them involved in this new change. Like if they haven't ever slept in their room, say, you know, buy, I don't tell people to buy things, but, you know, maybe 
buy a new bed sheets or covers or something or a new security object sure. and talk yeah. to them about it during the day. Yeah, yeah I it always exciting, say, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah and something to look plain. forward to. Yeah. The exactly. daytime ch- talk, Kira, it, like if we could end this first question with this, like when you said it there, the daytime talk, like it is the equivalent of don't talk to somebody with a drinking problem when they've got drink on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to your child about sleep just before they're going no. to sleep. It's the 100%. most irrational they're going to be. Yeah. I love the idea as well of the lead up. Yes. They're like, Friday's the big day. We're going to yeah. have so much yeah. fun. You in yeah. your own room. Yeah, and, and explain then- everything and the fairy door and that yeah. what we're going to do. And you've got your, you know, some people make the change probably at wrong times. A new sibling might have come into the house and then they're trying to move the child out of their bed because this new baby's in the house. Uh, you know, you, you, you want to be fair and make the decision and make it, um, make it the right time as well, you know, yes. and discuss it for the few days before. And this is what's going to happen and explain it to them and make them involved. Yeah, and, and respecting then start the there. child too, isn't it? You're respecting them, you're showing them respect and that they're, yeah. you know, yeah, and children really involved. love that. They like being treated like, yeah, you know, funny I that. matter. Kids <laughs> like respect. <laughs> no, but sometimes it's hard grown-ups yeah. who don't work with kids to understand yeah. that Especially when they, you're at the end of your tether yeah. and you're going, no, you don't deserve respect. You're, you're yeah. wrecking my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's get straight to question number two. Hey, Jarantina, so happy that you're doing this episode. I've been recommended your podcast by a friend and I'm currently binge listening. I love it. I've gotten so much useful info and tips so far. And we're trying out the serving bowl style dinner tonight. Honestly, I have a very high maintenance child. I know we all do, but sometimes I feel we're on another level. We have a four and a half year old girl and a two and a half year old boy. And sleep has always been a challenge for us. My daughter has slept through the night, I'd say between 10 to 15 times in her entire life. Oh my God. And I am not exaggerating. Now, when I was breastfeeding her, she always woke for night feeds up till around a year and a half. When she was weaned, she continued the waking and would end up being rocked or sang back to sleep or end up in our bed. She always woke at 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning. When she got her own room, big bed, we tried to make changes. We wouldn't let her into our bed, but kept bringing her back to her own bed each time. This was around the time her little brother was born. Hooray! He had some awful sleep issues because of very bad reflux. God, he would scream for hours on end at night and wake us all up. Two and a half years later, he still does oh my this. God, this poor woman. If he eats something that doesn't agree with them. So we're all seriously sleep deprived at this time. No matter how many times you put her back to her bed, she would just wake up an hour later and you might have to go with four to five night wakings. So we're talking no sleep here. She has to have one of us sit beside her to go to sleep. We sing. Maybe we rub her back. We try to sneak out of the room once she's asleep. She's an extremely light sleeper. I feel that pain. We use subtitles to watch TV. We used to do that. There's a lot of people listening to this who do this. We used to do that. Watch TV with subtitles on at night so that we don't wake her. You can't check on her during the night as that would wake her. Definitely can't have people over. Oh, my God. They can't even have guests. Oh, no, this is very tough. Or the voices. 
will wake her up. So trying to leave her room after night wakings is next to impossible. We just gave up. We bought her a double bed and now she wakes. I just get into the bed with her. She also uses a soother to go to sleep, which we have tried to phase out to and no success there. Has a grow clock for nightlight, which is com- she completely ignores. Oh, that's a shame because I love the grow I clock. I love the grow clock. We have tried phasing out the soother, talking with her about trying to sleep on her own. We tried this with one or two nights. But she gets so upset. She works herself into a frenzy and vomits. Oh, is this very? This I mean, must this be an a, extreme case, is, Kira, like, is Kira, it? Or yeah. do you see this Let's all jump the time? In there, yeah. So, no, I've had, I've had this loads of times. Oh yeah. my goodness, I am so yes. shocked. Yes. I, similar, like not exactly the same, yeah. but absolutely similar. Yeah. Wow, because I I actually cried when I read this the first time. My heart broke for this mom because I just thought she how is she functioning? Mm. Okay, so let's go, skip down because like she really gives, and we've sent this on to Kira, so she knows the fine details of this email, and she says at the end, Kira, that she has actually tried a few of the things that you've mentioned. She tried the. Right. Uh, fairies, the books, the audiobooks, rewards. Uh, we are so tired that we definitely have given in to many bad habits. And mm. that's fairly cool that she's willing to admit that. She mm. is an anxious little girl at the best of times, mainly when things don't go her way. Any tips you have on helping her to go to sleep alone and stay asleep alone would be much appreciated. Where do you start with that, Kira? I, yeah. I think it'll be really reassuring for this mom to hear what Kira just says, that she gets questions like this all the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Think- yeah. Everyone thinks they're on their own. They're definitely not, 100%. There's just so many people and, and things like this have eventually has happened uh, depending on, say, the circumstances. There's a lot going on here. And I suppose she was trying things when she said, her uh, her her son was um, with bad reflux and he'd be crying. And I get this a lot. People don't want their other child to be crying and waking the other child. So they give in. And um, so it's hard to know. I know she said she's tried the reward systems and things like this. The grow clock. Grow clocks are very good, but more so three year plus, you know, yeah. under three. You don't really mm. understand the, 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 the grow yeah. clock. Um, but is it consistency really is key and just not giving up and it's something like this on a child this age and it's ongoing for a long time and and other issues she would want to be starting at the very start and working very very slowly through this you know there's something like this could take up to a month to sort out you know some people I think think we can have this all sorted in a week something like this you wouldn't there's no way it sounds pretty extreme like she's making herself sick she gets so upset yeah Yeah. so how would the month break down Kira a child like this needs so much reassurance and consistency and knowing that this is all okay and this is the way it's going to be you know that she's she's the age she is she should she can as I said you're going to talk about this during the day obviously not just at night and spring it on her but talk about it in a way that this is the, the the new way she's going to fall asleep. And for every single wake in the night, you're going to do the exact same thing until after six in the morning. I always say after six because, right. you know, um, you, that is nighttime until after six. Yeah. And right. if it means her coming in 20 times 
um, and a couple of nights later, it's 10 times, you know, there's a little improvement. It's less, you know, just mm. think of the little wins along the way. It's not going to something like this on a child this age is not going to happen overnight for sure. Right. Okay. I would oh, anticipate yeah. something like this. She, her temperament is strong. She's getting herself into a frenzy, as she said. Mm. She's vomiting. You know, I know that these things can happen. It, you know, it all depends on the child. So you really have to stay calm about this whole, you know, because babies and toddlers and children will pick up on parents' anxieties and stresses as well. Yes. You know, and you need to stay calm about the whole thing and um, say you got her into the bed at the start of the night and then she's come walked into the, the parents' room two, three times. I would always say, walk her back. Say, the silent the silent journey back. Just walk her back. Say nothing. Say your usual night-night at sleep time and just be so consistent with that. So tough though, Kira. Can I, I just, just jump love in there? that so much well, though, because re- everything you say, I completely agree we'll with. Hold the phone here. I mean, that takes strength, Kira. Mm, it does. How yeah. do you help parents who are like, I can't do the silent walk back? Yeah. I feel like a prison guard when I do that. Yeah. It's so yeah. powerful when they get to that place. So sure, we've been how do- does Kira help a, yeah. a mom or a dad? with like me with the softest heart <laughs> who who literally <laughs> I, I can't do it I just can't do it I mean what do you say to them what encouragement would you give someone who's going yes you're saying stay calm yeah but when I'm this sleep deprived I don't have that resource these things are easier said than done and I know how hard it is but I suppose coming being a mum of four children and going through things situations like this I know how hard it can be and um, but they need to see consistency mm-hmm. that everything's okay they need the reassurance and to know that this is okay this there's nothing don't don't worry it does come like I'm like I feel sometimes like I'm like the cheerleader at the <laughs> at the side <laughs> for the parents and with you are like you know I get a message or an email saying I just I can't do this anymore it's it's too tough I'll email them you know and just say look you you're seeing improvements keep going like it, yeah. there's nothing worse than giving up you know because what have you gained you've gained that they've just learned to cry harder Mm. Yeah, you know, uh, you you don't want that. You want them to see that this is okay, full of reassurance. Try and stay calm and just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. If you're kind of changing, and um, say the fourth or the fifth night, and you end up lying on the bed with them again, you you know you're confusing them as well. So I always say just be as consistent as possible. So say for this woman, like you know, it's it's really really tough um, for her. Say she's been sitting on the bed already. I'd always suggest kind of move into another spot in the room and just stay, obviously stay in the room with that child. I probably wouldn't get the parent to leave the room into the second or third week. You know, it's not something that you you do overnight. Certainly wouldn't just walk out and close the door after two or three nights. That's fantastic. Because then like you obviously the parent feels so safe on this journey with you because they they're afraid to change as much as the child. Yeah, I love the educating them as well and saying something like this definitely not going to go happen overnight. So if you're explaining the process and, and, and and kind of saying what's normal, like I, I'd always tell parents, Say someone's rang, um, I've rang them on after the first consultation and say, how did you get on? And um, some people have said, God, actually, I didn't think it would go as well. It's going really well. But I'll always say, I'm very honest. It's like a roller coaster. It's ups and downs. So they might be going really well for the first week. And then the, the child, no matter what age, say two and a half, three onwards will go, oh, right. This is the way it's always going to be. And then they kick off yeah. and then they get to the second week. And that's when parents give up again and say, oh, here, it didn't work. 
No, that's the time where they need to see the consistency the most. Yeah, you got to double down then. Yeah, there'll be delay tactics. They'll be saying, no, I want want this. They'll be throwing soothers or (laughs) teddies out the cot. And that is one thing I say. Don't don't ever pick up the things that they throw out. That's like a delay tactic, a game nearly for them. Give them the back needs versus wants. I always say, like, you know, give them what they need. Definitely, yeah. 100%. I love you. <laughs> you. Everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, this but, is exactly but, what parents need to do. Don't give them what they always want. And I still, this is something that I say to my own kids. Yeah. Like, if they I say need that to anything, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, if they need anything, they'll they'll get what they need, but not just something that they want yeah. all the time, you know. Right. Um, and I think if you're consistent with that and explain the situation to them as well, and this is the way it's going to be, and then know that into the second week, that can be the toughest because now they're like realizing yeah absolutely what I'm getting from you though is that not only are you going into these houses and helping them with the sleep there is there is no doubt that you are changing all kinds of behaviors because you're arming with these parents with what they need to cope with everything that's silent that silent thing you're teaching them to do that works in every situation it's such a powerful tool to Give yeah, these you parents. two are like kindred spirits. Like, because basically, <laughs> Kira, you're saying everything that Tina says about all kinds of behaviors on this show. I always encourage, no matter what age group, a really good bedtime routine, a yeah. wind down, especially children at this age. I would avoid screens and TVs, even the hour before the bedtime routine, a, a lovely reassuring bedtime routine and um, white noise music. Maybe this woman, I don't know whether she uses white noise or music because she's she's watching the TV at night with subtitles on. That could that could certainly help. I'd always use um, white noise. Um, yeah. where there's... Can I ask a question, uh, Kira? my own question, because uh-huh. we used to live next door. Here's a little here's a little Charles and Tina story from when we lived in England. And there was paper thin walls between us and the neighbor, right? Oh, great. And, and next door, we could hear a kid crying his eyes out. He was very From tiny. about like yeah. 6.30 in the evening, he was being told, this is bedtime, that's that, and I ain't coming back. Oh, and gosh. I mean, hear it, it broke mm. our hearts to the wow. point where... I yeah. used to take one of Mikey's old music boxes and hold it up against the wall mm. to try and Here's get probably going to think we're terrible people for yeah. doing that because we well. used to put him to sleep ourselves from our side of the house with the music. But yeah. what the do question you... is, though, yeah. is, is there anything in this idea of self-soothing, the idea that you let the kid cry it out? Oh, no. No, I don't do cry it out. Like there is a level of crying. Obviously, it's a child, uh, a baby's way of communication. And there is there's definitely ways around it. And I talk to the parents about that, how to manage it and what to do. And 100% don't agree with cry it out. I'd never, ever think it's right. I never did it on my own children. So I certainly wouldn't be asking anyone to do it. And there's like the thoughts and the idea of closing the door and leaving your baby to cry it out. No, there is definitely... It's all about reassurance and you're starting at the start of the night, the bedtime routine, reassuring them, putting them down to sleep. Um, Like I focus on the routine, especially with the younger ones who are still napping in the day, because that can make a huge difference. I can't stress the routine enough. There is absolutely pointless putting an overtired baby who hasn't napped well in the day and then trying to do sleep training methods. That's pointless. It's a pointless operation. Your child is already already overtired. If your child is sick or teething very badly, things like that, you you wouldn't want to start on that night either. You know, 
I don't work with sick babies. I wouldn't do it on my own children. I certainly wouldn't expect anyone and to I do it. And I love what you keep saying about reassurance and support for that child. What oh, I yeah. can't cope with, with the crying to sleep thing is the idea that there's a day or a moment in that little tiny person's life where they go, I guess no. the crying isn't working. It's, I should well, just I give up. I mean, that kills me. There's no. a moment yeah. where they go, what's well, the point? It has to impact them. It has to imprint on them. It just has to. That's why you want to start uh, like where they're not, say, already overtired because the baby is going to get really upset and they just can't settle themselves to sleep. So why why try and keep them in the cot and and tell them to sleep? Tina does do the cry it out method when it comes to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I find extraordinary. You have no idea what I have to put up with this man. Hey, Jarantina, what about a two, nearly three year old who will only sleep in a chair next to his bed? Now, I could believe this. That's the cutest thing ever, oh, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but like there's also something quite sad about a child sleeping yeah. in a chair when he's got a gorgeous bed next to him. Yeah, he falls he's just asleep. an old soul. Maybe. He <laughs> falls <laughs> You're, you're picturing him wearing a pair of glasses. I am. I, I'm picturing a pipe and slippers oh, and an I armchair. This, <laughs> I, I very much doubt that this mom finds it funny at this point. He falls asleep in the chair as we read a story and then we sneak out. And leave him in the chair. Yeah. Well, oh, it sounds wow. like that's the only way to get him to sleep. I Kira, love the end. Have we broken him? Have we broken him is the question. <laughs> Break the chair. I mean, sure. Kira, I bet you get that too. It's like, I get have that I messed time. up my kid? Yeah, yeah. No, I get so, that. So what's your answer to this question? Look, uh, I definitely like where we've touched on before. I would start out definitely talking to the, the, the child about, you know, going into his bed. Maybe for this little one, buying something new for for the room or the bed or a new a, a, a new bed or duvet cover or something that will will he'll enjoy or look forward to about his new space in his new room not in sleeping in a chair that's not you know pro- appropriate he's fallen asleep and then he's probably waking out uh, they're sneaking out and uh, he's staying in the chair it would be best to start the night and fall asleep in the bed himself mm-hmm. so like taking the steps, like, as I said, talk to him about that he's going to be sleeping in the bed, you know, start out by sitting beside the bed, reading the story, well, not in the chair, take the yes. chair out of the room, maybe. Yeah. Um, but talking to him about this, doing the, the bedside or the, the, the story on the bed beside him and then um, moving further away and letting him know that where you are in the room until he goes to sleep, you know, rather than sneaking out. I suppose I'd always be all about reassurance the whole way through and then eventually leaving the room that one yeah. day that you are bringing him up, you're putting him into bed, you're doing your bedtime routine, you're you're tucking him in, saying goodnight, giving him a kiss and walking out of the room. But that would take time. Obviously, it does take time, especially yeah, with the older ones. Super but, achievable, um, though, I think, when you, yeah, say, how but, you say reassurance and consistency. Yeah. And move it further away with less intervention over the course of time. So you're not going to just do this in a week, but like moving further and further away from the bed or the cot until you're one night bringing him into the room and he's happy to go to sleep himself. And you're, you know, at the, you could be at the door for a couple of days or you could be just outside the door enough for him to know. And once you're outside the door, you could be just saying, I'm still here. They know you're there. You're putting away clothes or doing whatever. They still know you're there. And then a couple of days later, start moving yourself down the stairs. Um, but right. that he knows that you're there and that everything's okay and everything's consistent. Right. He's so just learned that it, it's normal to fall asleep in the chair and then the parents leave. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, look, who doesn't like being read to uh, before they go to sleep? I mean, Dina here goes to sleep if I talk to her. Well, you have a very <laughs> soothing voice. Darling, is I talk about this? I have a Absolutely. Bad cough, very, very bad, very bad man flu today. Uh, so sorry. Apologies for my voice. But... <laughs> I want to ask Kira something yeah. though. Kira, how do you feel about cameras then? You know, like baby monitors, using them while while they're older in a way of reassuring them from a distance when you're sleep training them. Is that a no no? Yeah, I suppose it's not necessarily a no no. I think every parent is different. I would have only used me personally uh, monitors when they were younger and um, at night time, say I was downstairs. I, I'd never used the monitors all during the night. Like my room was always next to them so I could hear them. Um, and I think parents get disrupted sleep. Babies and t- toddlers will wake or, you know, let out a moan or a cry. And, you know, that's broken sleep for the parent if they're listening to that. Babies will go back, fall back to sleep themselves. Okay. Some people are going in too quickly, I think, you know, they might let out a, a yelp. And then especially in the early part of the morning, say five o'clock in the morning where every baby or ch- child will go into a lighter sleep and then they're running in and then they're being wide awake, st- overstimulated, ready to yeah, start the day. So do yeah. Yeah, try and leave them, you know, to, yeah. to, to go back to sleep and, yeah. and, and most will go back well, to sleep eventually. that in itself is amazing advice because so many people don't know that. They just don't yeah. know, do they? That, it's totally you know, up to the parent yeah. what they want to do, you know, and I wouldn't, if they if they feel better about having the monitor in the room and watching uh, their child during the night, totally fine. There's nothing wrong with it if that's yeah. what they want to do. Personally, I wouldn't um, have used it yeah. uh, with older children and things like that. Yeah, full disclosure, we were terrible with the monitor because we, we had a very yeah. tricky start with Mikey and it really yeah. scared the life out of me. Yeah. And uh, we we got rid of our monitor. We? Okay. <laughs> I got, we didn't have it on during the night now, to be fair. It's just yeah. on, on in case. It, it used to come Dude, on. I had to wrestle it from hands. <laughs> like he was nine. <laughs> That is my shame. That is the biggest shame I have. And um, the babysitter used to come to the house and be like, "You still have the monitor?" And I'd be Mom, like, sure. nine. Oh my yeah. god!" She'd be like, I, "I used to say to her, sure it makes your job so easy. You don't even." Oh my god! I got rid of all that stuff. Yeah, I know. It is my shame. It is my biggest shame. <laughs> nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Okay. Well, here is my only thing with that, right, right. Kara, was that one, our little boy felt very safe he did when he yeah. knew yeah. he could just go mom and literally just go mom i think i yeah. heard something and yeah. know that you were going to be there in a flash that there wasn't yeah, be exactly. a tiptoe yeah. out of a through a dark room stumbling over a lego yeah so I kind of went along with it in that in that in that sense. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> um, well, he knew, like he knew you were there, and that's yeah. the important part. Like, and you it know, wasn't the video was an honor. It, we when he got older, I thought, okay, this is such an invasion <laughs> of his privacy, like the poor child. But um, you know what? It's funny when you. I had a trauma happen to me with Mikey, and I can't believe it took me nine years, but it did. It took me nine years to be able to sleep without thinking I need to be able to hear him breed, you know? I'm I'm sure you deal with that too. uh, (laughs) Kira's like, I've never dealt with that. I've never seen the likes of Tina. I'm so embarrassed I shared that. that. (laughs) We've got so many more questions to get through. Let's let's hammer on to the next question. Okay, this is our last question. Right, okay. How how to stop my three-year-old sneaking? into our bed now this is this is a sneaky yeah. one right because there'll be those yeah. that'll come in and go mommy with the yeah. rubbing of the eyes and you're like all right get in but this little dude is <laughs> doing a full 
Ocean's Eleven <laughs> to get into the bed at four in yeah. the morning. Yeah. She won't go back to sleep in her own bed. If we yeah. take her back, she's out and into our bed and very yeah. squirmy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's the other thing is that people think, <laughs> oh, yeah, the kid comes into my bed. But some parents aren't getting sleep once the kid is in their bed because the kid is starfishing or swastiking oh, I know. I in know. the bed. Swastiking. swastiking. And people <laughs> will know weird. what that is. <laughs> yeah. It's the verb where your kid does the running man in the bed. Yeah. Uh, I've heard uh, parents complain about that. What do you say to this uh, kind of George Clooney kid that is <laughs> <laughs> sneaking out the door <laughs> and getting into the bed unbeknownst to the parents? I know. Yeah. So that she, I'm not sure. Is she waking up? She obviously is. If she knows the, the child is super squirmy in the bed, she knows yeah. for, for this happens a lot. And it's like at the start of the night, what I said, what you're doing for every at the start of the night for every single wake until after six is just to keep going back, keep going back. I've had parents who say this all the time and they don't think they'll ever be able to break that cycle of them coming in at that time. Four and five o'clock in the morning is the hardest time, I suppose. And I know from my own experience and you do anything for to, to for sleep at that that point to get on with your day. Um, but that that that's the time to keep walking them back, keep yeah. walking the child yeah, back so to kind the of room. Make it more hassle for them than it's worth. Yeah, it. and just know that you know this is the way it is. No, you're not sleeping in our bed. I've had like I, I to, to this day, and I'll admit you, you've admitted about your monitor. And <laughs> I'll admit this. When my, my kids are sick, no matter what age, I've had a 13-year-old in the bed beside me. If they've had temperatures or were sick, I do bring my kids into the bed if I'm worried about them. Okay, yeah, right. so yeah. I'm, I, I am the sleep consultant that will admit this. And I don't mind because, look, I just like to keep an eye on them. And But the broken sleep of the moving. So my 13-year-old was tossing and turning in the bed. And I went, I, I just, obviously not everyone sleeping with a 13-year-old. But I was worried about it that night. But my seven-year-old did this a couple of weeks ago. And I allowed it. And I said, oh, look, it's kind of nice. Like, she's, she's, she never does this. Here, I'll just let her in. And then it happened the next night. And it happened the third night. And I was like... Right. She, this is becoming a habit now. Yeah. So I had to just say, no, because I couldn't, I couldn't um, have her in the bed. It's just, she was moves around, she's kicking you, uh, yeah. broken. no one's getting a rest. And I just said, right, that's it. Back to the basics, the sleep consultant. I had to do it myself and my own seven-year-old a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. just saying, no, this is the way it is. No, you're going back. And I just kept walking her back and she didn't come back in again. Right. That's amazing. It would have been, it would have been terrible, Kira. Let's be honest. It would have been like Alan Carr smoking a fag. <laughs> you say, my thirteen-year-old sleeps in with me. By the way, <laughs> after fifty-five yeah. minutes of the episode, it emerges she's in a terrible position with her own kids. But it's also reality of being a mom, and yeah. that's what you can share with your clients. Of course, your child's going to come in the odd time. That's a reality. Yeah. It's just not making it the habit. And I love that. Yeah, How exactly. Like they have bad dreams. Yeah. What would your bad dreams are things like that? And yeah. that's fine. And they the should quality. be able to come to you. And in fact, when I'm helping people potty train their children, I'm like, you've got to be prepared to get out of bed at night and help them to go toilet. Like they need yeah. to be able to rely on you. They need to be able to go, mom, I need the toilet. And yeah. you help them. Otherwise, they will wet the bed because they'll be afraid to do it. Well, what you want your child to be able to come to you when they need you. Yes. You know, and yeah. if that's in the middle of the night they've had a bad dream absolutely give them the reassurance mm. you don't want it to become a problem or this is an issue for for you and your child is yeah. always coming into the bed 
Uh, mm. Some will just use that as an excuse. So I got in the last time I said it was a bad dream, you know, mm. and this and then it keeps going and going and going. But you could no, do what that- my parent do uh, was just lock the door. <laughs> 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 super busy and if you want to contact her and make a booking or get in touch it's very easy wherever you are in the world she yeah. doesn't need to come to your house taylor t-a-y-l-o-r made babies.ie but tina's talking about how mikey got wise to her dialogue around education and behavior and that he would turn mm. the language against her which to me said that we were having discussions in front of him that we shouldn't have I, I'd be big into, you know, what, what adults and parents talk about should be kept, you know, keep that chat to yourself. But obviously parents are waking up in the morning, they're they're tired or they're exhausted and they're mm. bad form. And, you know, you can take it out on your children as well, like, unfortunately, when you're exhausted. And um, but to try and just stay calm about the whole thing with the, the child and explain them to them what they can understand, whether it's a two and a half year old right up to a four or five, six year old, just, you know, keeping it. This is your big girl now, or big boy now. So you, this is your bed. You're staying in the bed for the night um, and just been really consistent in the process there. And as I said, all those little things that I said about the, a really good bedtime routine, having the chat in the day, been really consistent at the night and you know if you're seeing changes after three four days great it might might not be perfect you might have had 10 weeks uh, but that's better than the 20 that you had you know just keep keep going with that uh, yeah I nearly think the way you say that the child (laughs) needs a a reinforcer I think maybe some of these grown-ups need to have a visual a reinforcer for themselves too something to keep them going motivated yeah that's me (laughs) I'm on the end of the phone keep going (laughs) (laughs) yeah well yeah you absolutely I mean honestly Kira, I just think your job is wonderful and I just love that there's someone like you out there helping these moms I know you helped a very close friend of mine a lady I adore and she yeah. just said you changed her life and I you just know, think what a thing to be able to do for somebody and if you've any doubts over what you've just heard here as I said go to that website and just read a couple of these testimonials Kira, you're clearly brilliant at what you do thank you so much for taking the yeah. time to do Honey, you are ruining our kid. And I hope you'll come back at some other point. If we get, well, I will. I'd love to. Oh, we'd love to have you back on. It's been really Well, we could do the younger babies the next time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Well, that's our show for this week. Uh, We'll be back next week, as always, on the Go Loud app and on every platform where you get podcasts. You can find more Irishman Abroad podcasts over at patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad and support us in continuing to make this show. Uh, Tina, thanks again for doing this and thanks for finding Kira. Oh, well, I'm lucky. I, we're very lucky to have found Kira, I think. Thank you so much, Kira, for coming Don't on. Don't me at all. Thank you so much. <laughs> Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid is an Irishman Abroad podcast presented in association with Go Loud. Editing, research, and production by Jarlath and Tina Regan. To support the continued creation of this podcast and to hear even more Irishman Abroad podcasts, including extra bonus episodes of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, why not consider supporting us on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad today. Finally, don't forget you can come and see Jarlath and Tina in person at Liberty Hall in Dublin on January 6th. Jarzilla is Jar's brand new show about life, raising kids and everything else in between. He wants to film it in front of sound people like you. Tickets are available now from Ticketmaster.ie. Don't forget to email Tina your questions on Honey, You Are Ruining Our Kid at gmail.com because, hey, let's face it, it's hard to raise kids not to be gobshites.